back with episode 14 of Rodney's Report. Um, I'm your host, Rodney Davis. Um, we got a special guest on this episode, first-time guest. I'm um, not sure if this is his first time on a podcast, but I know it's his first time on mine. Um, yep, a lifelong yep. friend of mine, Bijan, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Excited to be on the show today. Um, you know, I've been tuned in to all the other episodes, and uh, just to have the opportunity to be able to share my thoughts and converse with you is, is really exciting. Yeah, man. I appreciate you lying to everybody, telling them that you've listened to my podcast before on air. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do listen to them. <laughs> I, I, pre- I, pre- I appreciate that. That's, see, that's, that's real friends right here. That's exactly why he's on the show. That's real friends right here. <laughs> That and the last like three guests have all been Eagles fans, so it's good to get that get a mix. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't like the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan, guys. So uh, yeah, I like I how we look in the season. Yeah, I don't even have a problem with the Eagles. I just don't like their fans. They're just annoying. Oh my gosh, you guys have ever met Deron Morgan? <laughs> of course, they've met him. He, he was on he was on yeah, a couple episodes that, before. Yeah, like yeah. On a, on a personal level, that guy will blow up your phone <laughs> um, when it comes to. Eagles games uh, and this team. So you know it's hilarious you say that because every like he texted me. I forget what it might have been like two weeks ago. He was like Bijan, I answering his phone. He, I guess he was texting you. I guess either the the Eagles won or the Giants lost. But he was like Bijan isn't isn't texting his phone. And now it's funny to hear you say, "Oh, he's blowing my phone up." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a game we lost. I didn't text him back. He was lighting lighting it up. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, that's how you know. That's how you know he's not used to winning. Yeah, at all. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even think his team was going to be good this year. He's he more excited than us. Or he's, right. more, he's more surprised than us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm I'm honestly just ready for basketball to start. Um, and that's really why we're doing this podcast today. It's like, let's get excited for basketball. This is about this is all about basketball, this podcast. Um, kind of bringing in the new NBA season in with a bang. Um, cause that's, you know, that's my sport basketball. I've been doing a podcast and mainly talking about football stuff, but basketball, you know, it's just, it's what I love most. So I'm, I'm really excited for the season to start. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah, I've been looking forward to the new NBA season. Uh, I've been watching a couple of guys work out in the off season, you know, with their videos on like Bleacher Report and, um, you know, watching some of the league gets you obviously, you know, really excited for the season. And then you look at, you watch some of the preseason games and you see some of the younger guys that are competing for a spot. So, you know, it gets you, it gets you ready for the season. I'm going sure. to be totally honest with you. I don't watch or care about the preseason at all. Like, not even Why is that? I mean, well, maybe it's just because I'm a Spurs fan, but it's just like I take I look at the regular season almost as preseason. Like when you when you have a team, you know, with veterans, like the preseason isn't doing much. Like yeah, like it's good for the young guys, but it's like I don't know. I just don't really care. I don't really care about how you look in a in a game that doesn't count for anything. Like that doesn't show me anything. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely can feel you on there i mean for me i just love watching basketball so anytime i get a chance to you know see see some some good competitive hoops on tv i just i love to to watch yeah no i definitely feel that it's just like the nba season is so long it's like the first two months of the season is almost like a preseason like teams are getting used to each other with you know new players and everything if you got a new coach um like really everything you know until like all-star break almost is just like like not, I don't want to say preseason, but it's like you know your teams aren't playing at their best. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I yeah. look at the regular season almost. Yeah, I understand. I understand absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So wow. So, so you're really excited. You're really excited for uh, for the season. 
considering your team isn't very good. Yeah, um, I'm a big-time Lakers fan. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are probably laughing when you guys hear this podcast. You'll probably start laughing. But uh, I'm a big, diehard Lakers fan. Um, I think this season we're going to do a little bit better than we did last season. And I think we're about two to three years out from making the playoffs. And I say that because we have a lot of young guys. Um, as we get into this podcast, you'll understand why I say that. Uh, we have a lot of young guys who I think is promising, and I like the way that our franchise is turning out to be, you know, since Kobe left. Yeah, the, like, I got to give Lakers fans a lot of credit because you guys have come a long way from just assuming that you're just going to win the championship every year. You guys are starting, mm-hmm. start, you guys are starting to come down to earth. You know, you, you get the the most losses in the in a franchise history, and then that'll do it to you. you you'll start to start to get a little humble. Yeah, I mean, I know now I know what it, what the uh, Sixers and Timberwolves are going through. Yeah, I still can't, still can't relate. I still still can't relate. <laughs> you will eventually. You will eventually. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. I won't. I won't worry about it until Pop retires. Right. <laughs> until then, until then, I'm I'm chilling. As long as I got Pop and Kawhi, I'm I'm sleeping good. Yeah, Pop is the goat. He really is. Can't even lie. Can't even lie. He's a goat. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like the Lakers. I mean, I don't think that they're like the most promising in terms of young teams, but they are promising. Um, I, I like the because the thing is with the Lakers, it's so hard to really judge their young players because I don't want to judge them off of last year because last year was just so like in terms of being like a rookie or a young player, it was it was so hard. Bad. It, it was, was hard. so hard. It was hard. It was so hard yeah. dealing with, you know, Co- not even saying, you know, that Kobe should have retired or anything, but just dealing with, you know, Kobe being there, that whole circus that went on. You know, Kobe's going to get his shots, so that's taking away from the rookies. Uh, you know, you're dealing with an awful coach in terms of developing players and Byron Scott. Uh, so it was, and, and you're just on a bad team. So, you know, it's just hard to really judge, you know, accurately, you know, you know, who stands, you know, who's going to be a star, who's going to be a starter. Etc. So I think this is the first year, like if I'm a Lakers fan, that I'm really, you know, really looking at guys and determining, like, okay, I want this guy on my team, or we need to get rid of this guy. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think we have. Honestly, I think. Um, I want to say I think Jordan Clarkson is going to step up really big this year and play a really promising role. Um, a lot. I mean, obviously, we know preseason doesn't count, but. I like how uh, Nick Young stepped up. I mean, I honestly thought he was going to get cut. Uh, but he, he, I'm sure he thought you so, know, too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he thought so, too. And, um, yeah, I think he, he, he secured his spot on the roster, especially with his play in the preseason. Um, you know, scoring a lot of points, being uh, making a lot of outside shots. Uh, actually, um, Coach said that he is one of the best perimeter defenders on the team now, uh, which is really weird to say coming from uh, – from Nick Young because he doesn't play any D at all, uh, so I think that's you know really impressive uh, going into the season. Yeah. Just yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Nah, yeah. I just think uh, I think it's important that um, we focus more on defense this year, and I think that's going to help us win more games. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's one. That's probably the one biggest weakness that the Lakers have, and that's just wing players. So I think it's good that Nick Young is kind of stepping up and seeing that he you know he has a he, there's a chance for him to actually play if he can contribute. Because really, outside of you know Law Dang and Brandon Ingram, there aren't really that many wings. Because you know Clarkson's undersized for a two, Lou Williams is undersized for a two, Russell is your point guard, um, and that's really all of the perimeter players worth mentioning. I mean, I like 
was it Brown? Anthony Brown is his name. Anthony Brown. Yeah, is I a good like. Shooter. I mean, I like him, but you know, you don't really want him playing a bunch of minutes. You know, if he's coming in five, ten minutes, and that's cool, but you don't really expect him to be doing anything. You know, too spectacular. He's just more of a, you know, shoot the open threes, play good defense kind of guy. Right. Um, right. So like right. you know, he's just like you want him on the team, but you know, he's just kind of there. More he's there. I um, think. I think with him, he's. It might not be with the Lakers, but I think a team that focuses on development for the young guys, I think he's gonna he's gonna find himself. I don't think he's found himself with the Lakers yet. Yeah, I mean, and 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 then and that goes um, exactly with what I was saying in terms of judging players off of last year. Because honestly, he he could be he could honestly end up being good, but just based on the situation last year, it's like he could only do but so much. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so a lot of the young guys have an opportunity to really step up and you know and make a big difference. Yeah, for sure. And so we got the game starting tomorrow. This is how you know we're excited for the NBA. We're so excited for the NBA that we're recording this podcast as Monday Night Football is playing. That's how excited we are for the NBA. And that's how tired we are Absolutely. of the NFL. Like after after the Cardinals, uh, oh my gosh, six six game. Like I was just so ready for NFL, like or not ready or NBA. I was just I was ready to. I was just like, all right, I just this. I'm gonna just fast forward. Like I need to fast forward like six weeks into the NFL season and let's get to about you know the time where we're looking at the playoffs. Right, exactly. Yeah, we this, man, NFL is like the kicking this year is awful, but yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm ready for the NBA season. Um, yeah. So I mean, how how do you I'm, how do you think my Spurs are gonna do against the Warriors tomorrow? Um. I think you guys are going to do a lot better than people expect. Um, I still think the Warriors, um, just like uh, Steve Kerr said, they have a lot of stuff to figure out. Um, I don't think they're in final form yet. I don't even think they're remotely close. But the problem with the Warriors is they have so much shooting and they have so many weapons. There's there's mismatches all over the court. So I think uh, you guys inside, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to have his way. Honestly, from an honest perspective, but I think from the from the four up, you guys are gonna have a lot of problems with like the matchups. Yeah, well, it's it just depends. Like when they go small, that's going to be our issue. Honestly, I don't even think when we play the Warriors that Aldridge is gonna be great because I think I think he's gonna be good. Cause, but Draymond's gonna be guarding him. I think Powell is gonna be the one that really eats uh, right. because none of those centers can check him. In terms, whenever they have Zaza, David West. Um, or JaVale McGee, anytime they have any of those three guys in the game and they're playing, you know, like a regular lineup with a real center, I mean, Pau Gasol is going to go to work, and he has to. Uh, yeah, he, it, he has it's, no it's when, they, it's when they take out that center and they put in Iguodala, and now, you know, they got Draymond at the five, Kevin Durant at the four. That's when they. That's when their mismatches come. Yeah, I think, um, I honestly think that, I think they're going to start um, with, I believe it's uh, Steph, Clay. Draymond, KD, and then Zaza at the five. Yeah, that, yeah. that'll be their uh, starters. Yeah, I think honestly I, that lineup is is pretty crazy when you look at it uh, from top to bottom because uh, you have a bunch of guys who could play literally one through four besides Steph Curry, obviously, uh, who could play the one or the two, or you could say any wing position. Um, that's not the three, obviously, guarding the three man. Uh, but yeah, that team could play top to bottom pretty much one through four, and then the guys they got come off the bench, Livingston who could play one, two, three. Uh, you got Iguodala who could play one through four. Um, you know, you got David West who is trying to rob himself another ring. Another? He's looking <laughs> for his first ring. 
Yeah, he's trying to rob himself a ring. Man, uh, David West is awful. I'm going to tell Warriors fans this right now. I'm, I mean, and this is coming from a Spurs fan that watched David West play. He's not good. He's washed. He's he's washed. The Warriors are going to have a real problem because all none of their big men are worth anything. And I don't think they can play a full season that small with Draymond Green at center the whole time. I think I don't think that's I don't think that's going to work the whole time. Nah, I think that's why they they kept Jabil McGee um, just to have another big body that uh, blocks shots and can somewhat can can somewhat contest the rim. I mean, uh, otherwise, he's, he's, otherwise he's I don't see him though. being used for anything else uh, yeah, besides being on. Besides being on Shaq in the pool. Yeah, but I don't mean. But again, if they got Javale McGee out there, then I'm confident because I don't think Javale McGee is very good. Javale McGee is one of those guys, and you look at him and you're like, oh yeah, like he like he should be good. You know what I mean? Like he's seven foot, he's athletic, he's long, but he just isn't good. He's just not. Like there's just no. <laughs> he's just not good. Like he, yeah, was, he wasn't just... even getting playing time on Dallas last year. Zaza started over him last year, and then. Um, Measury, I think his name is, was the backup Measure, center. Yeah, yeah the, he was the third string center on Dallas, and Dallas was like a seventh seed last year. So, right. I mean, do I expect him, the third string center on Dallas, to now come in and contribute serious minutes on a title contender? Not really. Like, nah, do, do you want Jamal McGee on the court in the final two minutes of, of any game? Do no, I don't think he's. I think he's going to get a lot of early minutes. I don't think he's ever going to get a lot of late minutes early in the games, especially when it comes close to playoffs. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes like that. Primarily, just for you know, I, I just don't think he's that type of player. Um, yeah, that's true. Which can play late minutes. You know, he's he's a guy who's going to play the first quarter, end of the second quarter, uh, type of deal. You know, just to get your starters that that extra rest. But yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him having any big impact for them uh, besides making a few big plays or maybe a few blocks or something like that. Uh, you know, early in the season, but or like late. Yeah, no, I feel I feel that for sure. It's just, it's a, it'll be real interesting, and I like that that the Spurs and the Warriors are the first game because they're the two like most opposite teams. I mean, you got the best backcourt versus the best frontcourt, right, you know, with correct. Kawhi, Aldridge, and Powell. So it's just, and I and I've always said this, and I think this is the reason the Cavs won is because you can't go small with the Warriors. You just can't. Like you're not gonna outshoot them. You're not gonna out fast break them. Like, you got to go the other way, and you just got to out-bully them, really. And that's what they did when they had, you know, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson on the court at the same time, and they just controlled the rebounds. You know what but I mean? Will I, but will I, what I can say about this, this year's team, which I think um, if the Cavs do make it that far again, and if the Warriors obviously stay healthy, uh, and they do make it that far, I mean, because the West is really tough, um, I think the problem, like if you was to play that series right now, um, the problem they would have is even if they went big like they did with Kevin Love and uh, Tristan, which I don't think they could do this year, that's a serious matchup issue because um, who's going to guard KD, uh, you know, uh, especially if they go small. Yeah, if they go um, small, that's when the matchups come. Because if they have, yeah. you know, their starters out there with Zaza, then it's, then it's easier. Right, then it's a lot easier because I mean, Draymond's still a bully down there, so I mean it is kind of difficult, but yeah. Yeah, but but then but the, the thing that I say is you know I mean granted we're talking about LeBron here in the Cavs, but when Bogut got injured, that that Warriors defense did not look good. When nah, Draymond didn't have that seven footer behind him to help him around the rim, that Warriors defense right. did not look good at all. Nah, yeah. And they, so that's they, so that's they, really they, the one big thing that you got that that I'll be looking at this whole year is to see how. See if if Draymond can even you know be the same dominant you know defensive player without that you know that without that safety net behind him you know what I mean. 
To be honest with you, I think this year um, he's going to have a bigger role defensively. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Primarily well, he, well, he because, has to. He's but, the only big man. Yeah. And I, but I also think a lot of people overlook KD's pro- production defensively, uh, especially being able to guard pretty much anything one to four, uh, unless you're like a traditional four, like a, 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 a Zebo or, you know, uh, or Mark Gasol. You know, even though Mark's typically a five, but sometimes he plays a four. Uh, but unless he plays like a traditional four, on I think you know he plays. He does play really good defense. I think his defense is improving, and he does rebound rebound the ball really well. He averaged eight rebounds last game. Which oh yeah, I mean year. he's basically a seven footer, and that's and, and so when they put him at the four, that's definitely going to help him. But at the same time, whenever KD was playing the four, he had Stephen Adams or Serge Ibaka behind him. Right. So I think so, right. And and Draymond Green is no Stephen Adams or Serge Ibaka in terms Jibaka. of blocking shots. Yeah. So so even though it is going to help that like compared to you know in the finals where Draymond last year was when he was the five, Harrison Barnes was the four. I mean that doesn't even mm. compare to Kevin Durant as a four, offensively or defensively, in any facet right. of basketball. But at the same time, it's still something to look out for because I mean I am not a hundred percent certain that those two guys can you know protect the rim consistently right like i agree yeah because i mean kevin durant like i said he had that one really good series against the warriors when they went small and he you know blocked some shots and did some things but can he do that for an entire series can he do that for an entire season he did that for a couple of games and we saw flashes of that that's true and he's seven foot so it's possible but have we seen him do that for an entire season have we seen him do that for an entire series you know what I mean? Like, for yeah. example, when they play the Clippers, if they play the Clippers and they go small and Draymond's at the five and now he's got to guard Blake Griffin at the four, now, now what? Yeah, then it's, then it's, then there's a matchup. Yeah, it's a, now it's That's a matchup yeah. both ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kevin, KD, like, and my thing is no one can guard Kevin Durant regardless. So you might as well yeah. just put a big guy out there and just, you know, and just do And just rest. hope that he misses shots. Yeah, exactly. And just hope that, you know, just sag off him a little bit, put a hand up and just hope he misses. That's really all you can do. And the, but the thing with basketball is that some some nights he is gonna miss. That's just the reality. But the 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 crazy thing about that team is not all three of them are gonna have off nights. Someone's gonna kill you. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, oh, well, yeah. of course, of course. There's, there's never yeah. gonna be a night where Clay, Steph, and Kate, and Kevin Durant are all off. Like that's not even in the. I don't even think that's possible. But right. the thing is, you just have you just can't let all three be hot at the same time. Yeah, because then you'll lose by 50. Yeah, then you'll lose. Then, you'll just, then none of the conversation we even had matters, and like you're going to lose. So, and so, and that's another thing to look at is I feel like, especially like a guy like Clay, who is very much so a rhythm shooter, how is he going to handle, you know, going long stretches without getting a shot? You know what I mean? Like if Kevin Durant's hot, for example, and he's taking shots, you know, and now it's been, you know, five minutes since, you know, Clay's touched the ball or Clay's had a shot, or even Steph, you know, any rhythm shooter, a shooting is all about rhythm. So if one guy's hot, you know what I mean. I, if one guy's hot, like how do they how do they manage that? I personally think that this team is different. Um, the reason why they added KD was because he's a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hand. And um, I mean, me from watching preseason and what I see, what Steve Kerr is trying to do, um, he's trying to make it literally be the same Golden State team with the same amount of ball movement. So I think. As from what I've seen in the preseason, KD is bought into Golden State system. Oh yeah, uh, which is I'm, moving, I'm sure. He which has. is which is moving the ball. So I think I think it's going to be obviously you can say like physically it'll be hard for everyone to get their shots, but I feel like 
they play such a fast pace, and I think they're going to average around anywhere from between 110 to 120 points a game uh, on a good night, you know, unless they're playing like a, a really good team like the Cavs or the Spurs or, you know, a top dog like that. I think any other team they're scoring 110. Yeah, but you, you know who is going to have a problem not getting his shots, and that's Draymond. Draymond, yeah, and he really is. And did you read that article that came out the Dr- the Warriors potential Draymond Green problem? Did you happen to read that? No, I actually haven't. Yeah, you should you should you should definitely read it. It had a lot of interesting things on Draymond and his relationship with Steve Kerr, um, really not being the greatest of relationships in terms of player to coach. Like they always kind of don't see eye to eye. Um, and so basically, you know, long story short, um, you really have to read the whole thing. I recommend it to all the listeners uh, to read it as well if you haven't. Um, basically, it came down to, you know, when Steve Kerr was out, Luke Walton kind of let Draymond do his thing. You know, he let him shoot threes when he was open. Um, you know, he let him go get triple doubles, you know, kind of stat pad and things like that. And then when Steve Kerr came back, it wasn't quite the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Draymond didn't, you know, handle it the greatest of ways or the greatest that you would like, you know, a, a leader on your team to handle it. I mean, there was one instance um, in the article, I'll just say, you know, one thing uh, from the article. Um, you know, it was halftime in the OKC game, and they were losing uh, one of the games. And, you know, they're yelling back and forth, Steve Kerr and Draymond. And Steve Kerr, you know, tells Draymond to sit down. <laughs> and Draymond goes, motherfucker, why don't you come sit me down? <laughs> <laughs> You I know? love that kid's attitude. No, no, no. I love his attitude. And that's really what... And the thing is, and that's the crazy thing, and that's really the whole point of the article, is that his attitude is like that, and you can't take that away because that's really what makes him great, and that makes the team great because they need that toughness. But at the same time, how do you balance that? Because we right. saw what happened, you know, when he gets out of control, he's punching guys in the in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, so, like, it's like that balance, you know? And so that's, so there's a bunch of questions, you know, it's a bunch of questions to look out for this season, and that's why I'm so excited. But to shift topic a little bit, I need to know, who do you have for MVP this year? Um, This was tough for me, um, primarily because before everyone started talking, um, I at first had Damian Lillard, but then I realized that the guy who plays point guard at in uh, Oklahoma City is insane. And I believe he will average, if not a triple-double, but very close to a triple-double this season. Um, Russell Westbrook, that's who my MVP uh, winner is. I think he has the, the ability, um, primarily because he plays literally insane. He has no off button. Um, he will play through anything. He's the, What you look for in a point guard as far as toughness, uh, the ability to play defense, literally 94 feet, um, a guy who can rebound for you, a guy who can get you, you know, ten assists, uh, a guy who can help you win a game. I mean, even though sometimes late in late situations he takes terrible shots or he makes terrible decisions, but that's just the player he is. He'll have good nights where you know he'll make the right decisions, you'll win the game, and you'll be happy. And then he'll be another night where he makes three late turnovers in a game and shoots a thirty footer um, that's completely off, you know? So, I mean, that's the type of player he is, but I think you just can't teach his toughness. I, I just think he's got something that greats have. Um, you hear it all the time from Kobe Bryant. You hear it all the time from Michael Jordan and, and all these greats that he's got something that you just can't teach. And he's just got an unlimited motor. What about you? Yeah, I actually agree with you. And I have Westbrook winning. And, and my thing is, I actually had James Harden winning MVP 
on his first thought. And that's just because, yo, he's going to put up so many points with Mike D'Antoni. He's going to put up his stats. And they said he's about to be basically the full-time point guard. He's going to average he's going to average almost 30 and 10. 30 10 and 5, like on on good on good percentage. The only reason I don't have him winning is well outside of, you know, his defense isn't going to really be there. But I just don't think Houston as a team, I don't think their record is going to be high enough to really for him to get serious consideration. Because you always right. got to look into that. So I, I, that was my initial choice is I had Harden. Then, right. you know, I said, well, you know, LeBron, I think, is still the best player. I think he could win it. But LeBron is at the point in his career where, like, the regular season means nothing to him. Like, he's going to be coasting. Yeah. He's going to be chilling. Like, Kyrie's yeah. going to have a big year because LeBron's going to be chilling. So LeBron he's going to LeBron coasts till the playoffs, then he turns it up. Yeah, exactly. So he's not going to win. And then I said, well, you know, the Warriors are going to most likely have the best record. And so, you know, usually the best player on the best team gets the regular season MVP. But I feel like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are going to be so equal. And Clay's Clay going to have his points, too. I just feel like it's going to be so equal. Like, I don't think there's going to be one true, true, you know, number one guy just because they're all so good that they're going to take votes away from each other, you know what I mean? Instead right. of all the votes going to one guy, like, those are going to get split in half. Right. Um, and then, you know, being a Spurs fan, you know I had to consider Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think – I don't think he's, he's not quite there yet to win the MVP. He's going to get his votes. I mean, he finished second last year. But right. I, I, I just don't I, – I, I don't see him ever winning the MVP. I always see him being, like, in that top five, top three range. I don't – I just don't see it. The only way I would see Kawhi winning is if the Spurs ended up having the best record in the league. If they ended right. up having a better record. And they weren't that far off from Golden State, honestly. They won 67 games last year. They're only six right. games back. But I, I, just, I just don't really see that happening either. Um, but in my dark horse – and I don't think his team will be good enough to win either. But a dark horse for me was Paul George. I really like uh, Paul George. Yeah. I do like I, Paul I George. Think, but I don't think yeah. the Pacers will be good enough to for him to win it either. I think he's going to have a breakout year this year too. I mean, will it, will it, do you consider that breakout? We already know he's really good. No, I think he I think he might have I mean, like a career 30. year. Yeah, like a career year. I think he might average almost 30. Yeah, I, I think so too if they speed it up because I like I – like, Jeff Teague there. All right. Over. I mean, I like George Hill too, but just for that team, they don't want to play a faster pace. I like Jeff Teague. They really, they got to get rid of Monte Ellis though. Fast. They got to get rid of him. Too much shooting. It's just like it's just it just doesn't. Uh, I don't like him with Jeff Teague. Um, but I like I like what they're doing because they got Miles Turner starting at center now. Uh, they got Thaddeus Young at the four, Paul George at the three. So they so I like their team setup. Outside of Monte Ellis, not so much. Um, but, and so I think Paul George is going to be a dark horse. But, again, I don't think the Pacers are the team. You know, they're just kind of like, you know, like if you look at the East, you got Cleveland, you got Toronto, and then you got the Celtics now that they have right. Horford. Those are the three best teams. And then the, every, team, every team after that, I mean, it could be like seeds like 4 through 12. You could, you, would you be surprised if the Wizards were the four seed? Would you be surprised if the Pacers were the four seed? Would you be surprised if the Hawks were the four seed? No, no, like, no, like it's all in those the teams air. so even. Yeah, yeah so and so like the Pacers are just kind of in that like, you know, slightly above average but not great group. You know what I mean? Right. So, so I don't yeah. really see them winning either. Um, I agree. Yeah. So, so looking at teams still, um, I guess who's who? Who do you consider a sleeper? Sleeper team. Someone, uh, you know, people I'm talking about. I say the Timberwolves. 
See, everyone's saying it's Timberwolves. I knew you were going to say that. Go ahead. Explain. explain. The, reason, the reason why, I mean, I don't really pay attention to, like, the media's output on it, but I just think they have the good combination of what you need uh, out of young guys um, to be able to get you over the hump. I think them adding Chris Dunn this year is ridiculous. Um, he's always been my favorite guy coming out of college. I think he's the best. He was the best guard in the class um, as far as polished, completely NBA ready. Like this, this last season, he showed that he is a NBA point guard, not a guy who you think is a good point guard, maybe a good point guard in the NBA. No, he, he was NBA ready. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think they have it together. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins is, has obviously got better. He's putting a lot of work this this offseason. Uh, I think Levine's going to get better. Uh, Ricky Rubio, I'm not sure how the mix is going to work with all those guards, but uh, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. I think they'll figure it out, and they have a good amount of bigs. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, what else, what else do you really have to say? You know, um, I think that guy's going to – he has opportunity to really do big numbers this year. Um, so yeah, that's what I have. How about you? Yeah, see, I I I like the Timberwolves. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they're a year away. Like I think okay. they I think they have that good core, but I don't I don't trust their def or not their defense their um their bench their depth. I don't think they have enough guys coming off their bench. I think they only, don't think they only have about six or seven good players. Um, so I so I, and, I, and so I think that they're good. Uh, they might make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure. But I did consider them. I did, they got the most hype um, along with them in Utah. Those are the two. I guess I was I was expecting you to say Utah. Yeah, th- that's not my sleeper though. My sleeper, my sleeper is the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are my sleeper. They got Mike Conley coming back off injury. They got uh, Marcus All coming back off injury. They moved Zach Randolph to the bench, which I like. Um, I think he's going to be really good as that sixth man off the bench. Chandler. Forgot. Yeah, and they and they signed Chandler Parsons. Now the thing is with this, and this is a big if. Now Chandler Parsons needs to stay healthy. Now if Chandler Parsons yeah. can stay healthy, then they're going to be good. They're going to be good. That's I true. like I like them. I like them a lot if Chandler Parsons can stay healthy. And that's a big if. Really, the whole team. They're they're an injury prone team. But just in terms of just setup, you know how they are, especially with Zach Randolph moving to the six man. Uh, I think I think that they're going to be good. I think they're going to be fighting for that four seed. Um, you know. I also think the Pelicans are another sleeper team. I don't think they're not, you know, as big as the Grizzlies, yes. but I think yes. they'll, I think they'll bounce back um, because I like I really like Buddy Hill, you know, filling in at shooting guard. But again, that's another team that's got to stay healthy. Right. So, another big if. Yeah. Another yeah. These are all ifs. You know, really big ifs. Um, <laughs> I'm talking huge, huge maybes. <laughs> you know, nothing is certain yeah, in, in anything I'm if, saying. If, especially if Anthony Davis can stay healthy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's not staying healthy, it doesn't really matter who else is on right. the team staying healthy or not, quite honestly. Um, but, yeah, I like that big three. I guess you can call it a big three. Mike Conley, Marcus All, and um, Chandler Parsons, for real. But uh, so overrated teams. We'll go from sleeper team to your overrated team. What team do you think got a lot of hype that you're not feeling? I'd have to say the Clippers, man. Um, and I say the Clippers because we already know their resume. Um, they have pretty much, you could say, almost the same team. They added a couple new guys, um, but I just don't see them going far. I, I just, I, I, I mean, 
Chris Paul is a good guy. Um, I really like Chris Paul as a point guard. He's obviously one of the elites, but I just don't think he will ever go far in the West. Maybe in the East, I think he just needs to be on a different team. I don't think the Clippers is it. Um, I think the East, like somewhere in the East, he'll have a better opportunity to like really go far in the playoffs and potentially, maybe, uh, if he has another big superstar, um, by meaning big superstar, like someone who can actually go and get you 30. Um, you don't think Blake Griffin you know, with, can go get you 30? I don't think Blake Griffin's consistent enough. Um, I think Blake Griffin's on and off. Uh, he has a lot of issues outside of the locker room, as you can see. And I just don't think he's as into it as he was in the past. He just doesn't look like he cares. Um, so, you know, they have a, I think they have too many egos on that team, uh, to be honest. I just think they have way too much going on. That's going to hinder them from really, you know, being as good as they should be. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I could kind of agree with you, but for different reasons. I just think... They just kind of have the same team. Like, and I understand that they were hurt last year, so they didn't really have a, a full chance to see how good they could be potentially. Um, but just quite honestly, I mean, I, they just didn't really improve their team at all. And so, and they still don't have a three. They still have Luke and Ba, Luke Richard and Ba Umute. Luke Richard and Ba Umute is starting on a team in 2016. He's still their yeah. starter. So they're, they're like, what? Like, what, like there's, there's really nothing left, left, to say, left to say after that. Like, <laughs> you have Luke and Bobby K starting on your team. Um, yeah, there's nothing else like, you can really he's say. He's just a black I hole. Mean, like, you're playing four on five whenever you play offense. Yeah. Like, it's just really that, really almost three on five because DeAndre Jordan's not doing anything but catching dunks. Yeah. Like, so you're just relying too much on Chris Paul and Blake Griffin to, you know, to play make. Um, if Crawford and Andrew Crawford as if, well. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's only getting older. Um, if he's having a bad night, which he does sometimes, then you're just, I don't know. I mean, if they're playing at their very best, they're almost as good as anyone, but I just don't see them doing it consistently. But right. my, my, it's funny that you said who your sleeper team was because my overrated team is Minnesota. Ah. Everyone has been on them. But like I said before, one, I just, I just don't think that they're deep enough. Um, I like Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is the truth. Like, Carl Anthony Towns... Is is tough. Like he might be a top ten player by the time his year's over. Almost like he's already a top twenty five player. Like he might be a top ten player. But the thing is, they just don't I'm have saying a lot. They, he might be. I mean, I'm, I don't. I if I'm betting, I'm saying no. But if it happened, I wouldn't be shocked. Is all I'm saying. But the thing is, like, they just don't have any wings. Like they have Wiggins at the three. Right now, their starting lineup would be Rubio, Zach Levine. Wiggins, Wiggins. Carnley Towns, Gorgie Dang. One, they have no sub for Carnley Towns. The power forward spot is is empty. Um, they got, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name, um, Vigilica. Uh, I don't even know. I hope none of his family listen to this. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say it. Yeah, uh, man. And then, you, I like, I mean, Wiggins is cool at the three, and then Shabazz coming off the bench for him is cool. And then you got Zach Levine. And then Brandon Rush backing him up. Um, and then Chris Dunn will probably take some time at shooting guard. And then Ricky Rubio at point. Uh, it just, I mean, I know and Thibodeau likes to give his starters heavy minutes. And they're a young team, so they could probably handle it. But I don't know. I just, I just feel like they'll just wear down. Okay. I don't know. I think, I, think, I think with a young team like that and a new coach, you just need a year to kind of 
get used to everything, react like acclimate yourself to how Thibodeau likes things, running a new offense, et cetera, et cetera. I just think right. that they're a year away. I just think they need a veteran or two, you know, like some veterans off the bench um, to kind of help, you know, to just kind of help with the locker room, um, get another leader in there, just some glue guys. Like guys, you know, who don't necessarily do everything on the stat sheet, you know what I mean? Like those right. kind of guys. Like I don't see any guys coming off their bench that, you know, that, are, that I would say is, is going to hustle or going to get some tough points as far as big men are concerned. Um, they only have one scorer coming off their bench, and that's Shabazz. Um, right. Period. Yeah. So, so I don't. I just think that I think they have the nucleus. You know, they got the meat and potatoes, but they don't. You know, they don't have those vegetables, man. Those, veg- right. those veggies are important. They, they don't got those Veg- sides. Veggies are important. Yeah, man. They don't have those sure. sides yet. They got the main course, but they don't got the sides. They don't got the sides. They don't got no dessert. That, <laughs> that's like the, the Timberwolves are like if we went to the restaurant and you got a steak and nothing else. Like right. yeah, the steak is good, but like, bro, like you're not gonna give me no mashed potatoes. Like, you're not going to give me no carrots or nothing. Like, I'm just going to eat this steak. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about the Timberwolves. Like, they got the meat. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? They got Towns, Wiggins, Rubio, Levine. Uh, you know, we'll see if Chris Dunn. I think Chris Dunn will be good as a rookie, but we'll see. And then Gordy Dan, they got a solid solid starting five. And then after that, you just look at them like, all right, so, like, then what? You know, like, this, like you can't play. Like, if they, if they could play, you know, if you put them on 2K and turn the stamina off and you just play the starters the whole time, they'd be lit. Yeah, they'd be really lit. <laughs> they'd be lit because, yeah, but that's, that's, and that's how I feel about them. I mean, they could prove me wrong, and I wouldn't be surprised, but I just feel like I feel like we, we got a little too quick to anoint them as, like, the next team because we saw how good Carl Anthony Towns was so quick, and then they got a good coach. So right. they were, like, you know, like, automatically, all right, that, like, they about to be in the first round, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't see people say that they're going to win a win a first round series go to the second round. I didn't see people say that. And that's that's wild to me. That's insane. <laughs> that's a little wild. Like I think they'll be lucky if they make the playoffs. <laughs> Man, oh yeah, they, I don't see them. I mean I don't see them I mean if they make the playoffs this year then yeah, they had a really good year. But I mean I just see them being way better than they they did last year and you can see like the signs of improvement. Yeah. Like you said, one year out, you know, from, from being that contender. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel that for sure. I definitely feel that. Um Yeah. They're, they're gonna be a tough team to play in the regular season, regardless. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They're gonna be a tough t- it's gonna be it's not gonna be an easy win playing them. Yeah, not at, at all. all. Not at all. So who's your rookie of the year then? Speaking of Chris Dunn. Um, I actually had a I mean I couldn't really Depends on Ben Simmons' health, but uh, right now I had Chris Dunn or Ben Simmons. Um, even though I'm a Lakers guy and you know I like Ingram, um, I just don't see Ingram having the impact because there's too many there's too many shots in that offense um, to be for him to really make an impact. Uh, I think Chris Dunn has the potential, um, and I mean I can I, you could throw in Jalen Brown for the Celtics as well. I mean that guy is 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 really good. Um, but I just don't see him having that it that could give him a chance to. Yeah, there's just a lot of players on the Celtics. Yeah, it's just too many minutes. Yeah, it's just gonna be a lot really hard for him to get minutes. I, I'd have to say Chris Dunn or um, Ben Simmons if he comes back healthy. Yeah, I mean we'll see how long. They're saying that he might be out only three months. If he can actually come back, I wouldn't even be surprised with how the Sixers operate. They might not even play him this year. 
Yeah, they probably won't. <laughs> they might not even play him this year. So then we'll, we can yeah. have that whole conversation again for rookie of the year. My rookie yeah. of the year, and I and I struggled between two names, and you'll probably be surprised. You didn't mention either name. Um, first, Joel Embiid, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you, uh, I, mean I didn't even I didn't really consider him a rookie, but he, he yeah, is a rookie. Okay, He's a rookie. Right. He is not playing yeah. an NBA game. He is a rookie. Yeah. He's well, a, then I then my then my it changes. I think Embiid. I love Embiid. Uh, hey, I, there we go. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're a great I, guest. I'm gonna have you on as well anytime you want. Yeah, so I mean, I personally love Embiid, man. I think he is very polished uh, when it comes to a true center. Uh, this guy has post moves, he has counter moves for days. He can dribble the basketball, he rebounds well, he blocks shots. He has a presence defensively, presence offensively. He has a good main range jumper. I mean, he's literally a whole season out from being, to me, a top five center. Um, I mean, I just, I, there's only two guys I can, maybe three guys I could say that's better than him. Um, once he obviously does show the numbers, um, but I, I just think he has, he has it. He has it, literally, he has the package. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you might, you might like him more than me. Uh, I haven't winner rookie of the year. However, I was very torn, um, because my other guy who I have, and you might be surprised, uh, Buddy Heald. Oh, man. Buddy Heald. I like Buddy Heald a lot. He's going to get a lot of shots in New Orleans. Now that they got rid of Eric Gordon, he's going to be he's probably going to be starting at shooting guard. Um, Drew Holiday's out at the beginning of the year. Um, it just, I, he just He's going to have a lot of open shots. They need shooting bad. Uh, they do. And he's, and he's their best shooter coming out of college already. He is. So, so Buddy Heald, um, he might could get it. We'll see, you know, because they do have a lot of guards in that team. So we'll see, you know, how it works out. Because I, I see because Lance made the team. They still got Etwan Moore, uh, Tyreek Evans. So there's a chance, you know, Drew Holiday, Langston Galloway, Tim Frazier. They signed a lot of guards. So we'll see, you know, in terms of, you know, if he gets on the court enough. That's my only concern. He might not get on the court enough. But I know Joel Embiid will, get up, will be on the court. He might be the sixth best player already with, with Simmons being injured. Uh, right. So, so, so my pick is Joel Embiid, but my dark horse is is uh, Buddy Hield. What's also crazy is how I I'm, I read how the Pelicans were having a hard time keeping, um, you know, battling between um, Alonzo G and Lance Stevenson, which is pretty, which is pretty crazy. I thought that those after those two guys, you know, they would easily, you know, have a roster spot. You think they? You thought they both would have a roster spot? Yeah, yeah. I thought both of them they would be have a secure roster spot. Well, the, or I mean, Lance Stevenson, anything. Well, that's the well, that's the thing is that, like I said, they signed a lot of people this offseason. They got each one more. They they got um, they drafted Buddy Hield. They got Langston Galloway from the Knicks. Um, Picked Tim, up Quinn Cook. Yeah, um, and I don't even know if he made the final roster or not. Me either. Because they have three other because like because they signed Langston Galloway from the Knicks. They had Tim Frazier. Um, who they who they signed from the D League last year on a ten day contract and then made it guaranteed for this year. So they already had him and they had Drew Holiday. So they already had three point guards before Quinn Cook even signed up on the team. Right. So um, and then they got Solomon Hill from the Pacers too, a, a small forward. Uh, so they had a they 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 got a lot of like you know role players, kind of like those role players that that Minnesota needs. You know. Right. Um, they got a lot of those guys. Uh, they signed Terrence Jones, you know, from the Rockets. 
So, so, so yeah, they had a lot of spots. And I, I like Quinn Cook, the, D, the DMV finest. Yes. Of course. Yeah, I, I'm actually just reading now. He did get waived. Yeah. By the Pelicans. Yeah. And it is, is, hey, they, they didn't have a spot for him. I don't think it had nothing to do with him. They just didn't have a spot for him. Right. Wow, man. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. That is, tough. That is rough. All right. So, my final question to you is give me one surprise. It could be anything. It could be about anything, just in terms of the NBA season. Um, it could be a player. It could be a team. It could just be a storyline. It could be about a coach. Just one, one, one thing that people aren't talking about that you think is going to happen. Um, I think Jabari Parker is going to be an all-star this year. Okay, I, I like that. I like that. Jabari Parker is going to be an all-star this year. I think this year he's going to have a very, very good year with Milwaukee, especially because they have very depleted shooting. Um, he's a guy who can shoot the ball well. So you have um, him for your most improved player? Uh, yeah, I have him and D'Angelo Russell. I think uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to have a crazy year this year, primarily because he's more mature. Uh, he got better. Oh, he's going to be putting them shots up. He's going to put shots up. Oh, he's putting them um, shots up. You can believe that. I, yeah, I personally think he's going to average 22, 8, and 4. 22, 8, um, and 4. Oh. I think he's going to average 22, 8, and 4 oh, uh, this season. Um, I think he's going to score a lot, especially because, I mean, outside of, I'm trying to think. I mean, he's really, outside of Jordan Clarkson, uh, we don't really have any, you could say Nick Young. Uh, we don't really, and Lou Williams. But Lou Williams, uh, I don't really see him, like, having. Uh, nah, but I just think D'Angelo Russell is a better scorer than all those guys, uh, besides Clarkson. I think him and Clarkson have the same game, but I just think, I think uh, D'Angelo Russell is better off the pick and roll. Um, I think he's a really good pick and roll point guard. Um, and yeah, I just I, those are him and Jabari Parker. I just feel like both of them they're tied for me. I think Jabari Parker is gonna have a really good year. I feel that. I like I, I like that. I like that especially because Chris Middleton's out. You know, he's getting more shots. Uh, him and Giannis. I, I I like I like that. Um, so in terms of my surprise. And this might be a big surprise. My first surprise is that the Warriors wouldn't win seventy games, but like that's not really like that's not really much of a surprise. Like seventy yeah, games is a not. lot of games. <laughs> like yeah, they won seventy three, yeah. so like if they won like sixty eight or something, like that's not really saying too much. So yeah, my surprise, my surprise is that we will not. I repeat, we will not see a Golden State Cleveland rematch in the finals. I don't see it either. I don't think I don't, and I and I and I don't know which one won't make it. To be honest, I'm not I'm not sure, but I just I'm I'm leaning towards the Cavs. Not I am it. I am very very convinced that the East someone is gonna knock out the Cavs in the East, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on teams like the Knicks. Who I love Brandon Jennings with the Knicks, by the way. Honestly, uh, that probably could have been the the best backup point guard option. Um, as far as a guy who's, who's, who has the biggest chip on the shoulder from, you know, being injured last season, um, this is really his year to really make a name for himself before I see him going overseas if he has a bad year. I don't think anyone in the NBA will pick him up if he doesn't do good this year. Um, you know, a guy like Brandon Jennings, you got Melo. Uh, Melo is Melo. I think he's going to have a really consistent year. Chris Porzingis, I think that guy is, is going to be really good this year, um, especially because he's a go-to scoring big. Um, that's big. 
Um, yeah, I just think the East is tough. You know, the Celtics, you can't count them out. Yeah, man, yeah. I think this, if any team is going to knock off the Cavs, it's the Celtics. Yeah, I think I think the Celtics, the Celtics is, uh, are are the are the Cavs' Achilles' heel this season. Um, they loaded up this year. They got a lot better, better guards, more polished guards. Isaiah Thomas is Isaiah Thomas. And they got Al Horford. Al Horford, you know, solid big. Um, the only problem is they're small. Um, that's their biggest problem. They're small, um, so they're gonna have a lot of problems with the Cavs interiorly. I mean, they're small, but the Cavs are kind of small. I mean, they got guys who play big, but they're not, like, actually big. Like, Tristan Thompson's not that tall. No, nah, he's not that tall, but they have a lot of guys who, who, who rebound really well um, in comparison to um, the Celtics, who really has, like, one one guy, maybe interiorly, that can rebound at the, at the level. I mean, I don't see anyone rebounding at the level Tristan Thompson is. Um, I just think that kid's a monster on the boards, but yeah. – um, who can keep them off the boards, you know? Yeah, and my thing is, I think, the, and, and, I, and I don't want the people to get confused because I think the Cavs are the best team in the East. Just I just don't see them being healthy the whole season again. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's my biggest thing. I don't see, I don't whether it be Kevin Love, whether it be Kyrie, uh, I just don't see, I don't see them being healthy for a whole season again. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I don't, I don't see it. And that's really all it comes down to, to for me. Because I, I, because I, I think they, they obviously have the most talent. So I think they're the best. They're the best team. Obviously, they just won. Right. So and 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 I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors didn't make it. You know, their first year either. I mean, I'd be more shocked than you know the Cavs. But I don't know. I just to me, I just have to. Maybe I just need to see the Warriors play. Because I, I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I think that on paper they're obviously the best team in the West. Um. But you know, it's a reason we play the games. You know, if if you know, it's not it's not two K. So like just, I personally I, think, if they're healthy, they're I think they're going all the way if they're healthy. I think the problem for them too could be, you know, who can stay healthy. I think there's going to be a couple guys in the lineup that do get hurt late that they're going to have to scramble and uh, move people around and and try to figure things out. I think that's what's going to happen to them late in season. And I think that's going to really show their true identity and who they are. Yeah, and yeah, and especially because they're not as deep as they once were. Um, you know, one injury could could really ruin them, especially um, if it's like a Draymond or something, or not even an injury. You know, hell, Draymond might get suspended again. Who knows? Honestly, right. you, know, you don't know. You know, he might rack up too many technical fouls and miss an important game. Who knows? You really don't know. Right. But but and also that might be a little biased because I, I do think the Spurs have a good chance to beat them. Right. But uh, you know that might. I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, <laughs> that, it could just be me being a Spurs fan, and I, I mean, I and I can admit that. Um, right. But I think that the Spurs in the West are the only team that can beat the Warriors. I agree. The only team with a, even a slight chance, even if we say it's a five percent chance, they're the only team with more than zero. In a seven game series. In a seven game series, in playoff basketball. Right. Where you're slowing Correct. the game down, executing. Correct. Which also leads me to my most improved player before I forget, which which to me which will be Kyle Anderson. I like that. I think it, I think this is his time. This is what third third season now. Wait, Pop already Danny Green's injured. Pop already announced that Kyle Anderson is going to be starting for Danny Green while he's injured. I like that. So. I think I think I think now this is just going to be the year with Parker continuing to decline, Maynard de- continuing to decline. Uh, we need we need someone running point. 
Um, and Kyle, I mean, he's 6'10", but he ran point all UCLA. He runs, he basically runs point guard. I think he's going to be running a, the most, he's going to get the most minutes he's ever gotten. Um, he improved a lot from his first year to his second year, so I'm counting on him improving just as much from his second year to his third year, you know, in terms of his, really his jump shot being the most important thing to improve on. Um, but, I, but everything, you know, that they've been saying is good things. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I, you know, I've been waiting for him. I've been waiting for Kyle. I think this is his year. It's, this more that's more of a gut a gut feeling than anything. But I think this is this is his year to to break out. I feel you. Yeah, I definitely feel you. Yeah, man. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just waiting for the season to start so that you know yeah, we can see sure. how right I'm I am. I'm ready for the season. I'm really ready for the season. I'm ready for stuff to get started tomorrow, and I'm just ready to see good basketball. Yeah, that's really what it all comes down to. Do you uh do you want to give the folks your Twitter before we uh, head on out? Yeah, so um, you can connect with me at Lord Brighton, B as in boy, R as in rhino, Y as in yes, D as in dog, S as in saxophone, O as in onyx, N as in Nancy. Lord Brighton on Twitter, um, same thing pretty much for Facebook, all that stuff, uh, and on YouTube as well, because uh, I do have a channel. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys and hearing feedback and you guys hearing this podcast and uh, thank you for, you know, for those of you who do get a chance to listen to and for those of you guys who do listen, uh, for listening to this podcast um, and getting a chance to hear about what we think about what's going to happen and during this NBA season. Hey, I, I got a question, though. When you when you tell, when you you tell spell that out, do you just, those nouns just come up, like, off the top of the dome? Or, like, or do you say the same thing every time? Yeah, uh, honestly, what's crazy is I say the same thing every time. I think it just, like... So, so now my second nah. question is, who's Nancy? I don't even know who Nancy is. Oh man. man, your girlfriend must be listening to this thing. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your girl must be watching this. But I gotta tell the folks. I know you. I know. I know she's your girlfriend because you called her over to kill a bug for you. Oh man, you're crazy. <laughs> he put it out. <laughs> nah, I didn't put it out because I didn't give no names. You know, we don't name drop. We don't name I'm drop. Sorry. Yeah, man, I don't like lizards, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I got to give you some credit. It was yeah. a whole-ass reptile. Yeah, yeah, it was a reptile. <laughs> it wasn't even an yeah. insect. It was a whole-ass reptile. <laughs> yeah, so it was I a big-ass reptile. Bro, she, but, uh, she was on, she was on her, her uh, Steve Irwin shit. She was playing with that junk. <laughs> like, she was chilling with it like it was nothing. She was on her... Yeah, yeah, we put her on Animal Planet. Word. <laughs> Seriously. Needs her own show and shit. Yeah, she, was ready to, she was ready to build that thing a home. Take it outside. Yeah, she was yeah. about to put that down in a cage and keep it as a pet. Like she loved that thing. Yeah, one thing about me, man, I don't like reptiles. So oh, uh, I know. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had that on video. You hopping up on the counter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought you you would have thought it was a whole herd of lizards in that. Oh, man. <laughs> you would have thought yeah. that John was ready to bite you or something. Man, it was a poisonous. Man. But uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, thanks for coming on. Uh, we've Absolutely. been through 14, 13 episodes before this, and you haven't come on. Uh, I don't know if that's my fault or yours. I'm gonna just blame you though. Uh, okay, that's fine. I'll take the blame. All right, that's that's, and see, that's why you're. See, that's why I gotta have you on again. You just, you just be like, yeah. See, that's what I like. See, I'll be listening to Eagles fans, and they don't want to listen. See, that's why, I, that's why I need to have you on here. Yeah, man. I look forward to hopefully having an opportunity to get on again. And, um, oh yeah, yeah. when I the, when the you know, when the Lakers are like 0 and 12, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have you back on here. Don't worry. <laughs> No, when the Lakers are missing the playoffs and then don't have their first round pick, oh, you gonna be back on here? We are gonna speak on it? Oh man! <laughs> it's like no, but wow. yeah, 
Everyone can follow me as usual at Rodney's Report, R O D N E Y S Report. Um, you know, to talk to me about you know the podcast, talk to me about anything sports related. Um, you know, give me some suggestions on highly questionable. Um, you know, what songs do you guys want to hear poppy rap? Because uh, you know they they put me in charge of that. Uh, tweet at tweet at highly questionable too. I'm in charge of the, the Twitter as well. Um, and we'll you know we'll see how long they keep me there. Uh, but yeah, for now, uh, I don't know. You got any final thoughts? Anything you you for, forgot to say? No. Uh, Is this your first podcast? Everything. First ever podcast. Oh man, just took it. Hey, you, did, you did a pretty good job. I'm a little, I'm surprised. Oh wow. Not, not surprised that you did good. Surprised that it's your first one. Yeah, first ever real podcast. Uh, I love talking about sports. Uh, that's a a r r man. I asked you for the whole bio, bro. I just asked you if it was you your know, first podcast. Hey. <laughs> yeah, this, this, you you about to fill out a bio like we on blackpeoplemeet.com. Like, you know, the, hey, I like long walks on the beach. I like talking about sports. Like, yeah, I don't need to, we only uh, look. It, it, you you gotta save that save that stuff for when the ladies DM you, bro. That's, that's when you give them the info, bro. You giving you giving away too much right now. Got it. <laughs> Damn. All right, all right. We got out of here. All right, man. Thank you for having me on.